Welcome back to Six Button. I'm your host, Dez. And today's show is going to be a little different. We're trying something new. It's a solo micro episode where I just kind of talk about a game that I love that maybe isn't worth a, a full discussion. Um, in this one, it's Ghost Recon Wildlands. A breakpoint just got announced, so I wanted to talk about why I love Wildlands and why I'm looking forward to Breakpoint. So, Ubisoft announced Ghost Recon Breakpoint, the sequel to Wildlands, uh, which is a game I really love, even though it is deeply flawed. And I wanted to take the time to maybe explain why I really like Ghost Recon Wildlands. It's a franchise that I, it's been a part of my gaming life since the since Rainbow Six, right? Ghost Recon, a realistic tactical shooter set in the modern world where the stakes were extremely high. It was very difficult. And it was kind of that fantasy of playing out a uh, like a special operations soldier deep in the cut, right? And that's what Wildlands really, really gets right. So prior to Ghost Recon Wildlands, that franchise was more of like a near futuristic type of tactical shooter. You had drones, you had active camouflage, <laughs> and all sorts of crazy stuff. Now, Wildlands, in a way, was a return to that classic modern experience, right? So it's a group of special operations dudes in some sort of wilderness dealing with some sort of threat, right? That usually involves shooting a lot of people, to be honest. But what makes Wildlands different from the previous entries in the franchise was that this was an open-world game. Yes, a Ubisoft genre style open world game and it includes all of the stuff that you love from those games well at least all the stuff that i love from those games right you have a huge map to explore a vast wilderness with all types of terrain right you have deserts and jungles and swamps and mountains and cities it's all in there, and you're driving around in pickup trucks and flying helicopters exploring this huge world, right? But no radio towers to unlock the map. You can, from the jump, go anywhere. So what, what exactly is anywhere? Like, what's going on, okay? you This is modern-day Bolivia that has been corrupted by a massive drug cartel called Santa Blanca. And you, as a Ghost Recon operator, are there with your dudes, your AI teammates, or your real teammates, to systematically dismantle this operation, right? You go after production, you go after the transport, whatever. There's 21 different provinces in the game, each with their own boss, and when you defeat enough of them, you unlock the next level of boss, right? And there are four of those. And when you defeat two of them, then you unlock the final boss. You kill him or whatever, and you complete the game, right? So with these 21 provinces, each with six or eight missions right within them, a boss to defeat, and then a sub-boss after that, and then a final boss, there's a ton going on in the game, right? Right? Tons of missions, 
tons of area to explore. And while you're doing that, you are collecting resources to upgrade your abilities, right? You're gaining experience, and so on. You go around and collect different guns in the world and different attachments for those guns. It's all of the stuff that you love from the Ubisoft open world game, right? It's all there. And yeah, it's going to sound a lot like Far Cry. And in a lot of ways, it is. But, you know, it's also very different. So as the Far Cry series progressed, it became like more about like the mayhem, right? It kind of leaned into the absurdity of the situation. But Wildlands, while it's still pretty arcadey in its feel, um, it definitely strives for more of a realistic, uh, tactical experience, right? Especially on the harder difficulties where you can turn off your HUD completely and basically taking one bullet kills you, right? That's that's the a, a huge difference there, like a tonal difference, but also a more realistic and more lethal experience. And there will be a lot of familiar gameplay in that, right? There are uh, outposts to clear, right? Bases to take, right? But there are also other types of missions, right? Extract a VIP, maybe you tail someone, maybe you scout a drone in, steal a helicopter full of supplies. There's a lot of that. You have a little bit of uh, variation on the formula there. It's not just outpost taking, although the core of the game is infiltration and eliminating your target which is kind of done in a couple stages, right? You can run in with your guns blazing on the easier difficulties and probably have a good time. But the real gameplay is on the harder difficulties where you have to take a a more systematized approach to it. You have to find a good position, send in your drone to scout the area, right? Find the hole in the chain link fence (laughs) that you can crawl through, right? To take out your high value target. I guess in, in military terms, it's a combination of recon and direct action. So it's really delivering on that on that like fantasy, right, that the early Ghost Recon games provided. You know, a really realistic, tactical shooter experience set in the modern world and mapped onto the contemporary open world exploration idea. And that's the first itch that this game starts to scratch, right? And there's a few itches that it scratches very well. The first of which being that exploring the wilderness, right? You're in, you know, for a Western audience, like a exotic, like remote location, right? It's the country of Bolivia. It's beautiful, right? There's these huge mountains, right? This great brine lake with these flamingos in it snow-capped mountains, desert, badlands, jungle, swamp. It's got everything, right? And at any point, you can either call down a vehicle or just pick one up off the street and start driving. And you can drive across the entire map, and maybe some of the roads are dirt. Maybe some are paved. And you get to see this, like, beautiful country with, like, a weather system Maybe it'll start raining or thunder. Like there's a day-night cycle. So you get to see the sunrise up from behind like these snow-capped mountains. It's beautiful. 
and you get to explore this beautiful world, right? In a way that you probably wouldn't normally be able to, right? It's a bit of an escapist thing, right? Not all of us can afford to take a vacation to Bolivia, uh, rent a pickup truck, and just drive around. So at least in a small virtual way, this game it, it provides a little bit of that experience. And, and this is all on top of the uh, the power fantasy of being a badass modern military operator action hero man or woman who is alone in this wilderness like maybe you have like your three teammates with you but it's you versus the threat right and you're out there alone you're killing the bad guys who are like demonstrating themselves over and over and over again to be really awful people so that you feel justified in murdering hundreds of these <laughs> fucking people in this game you're using military gear and tactics to take down the threats right Every sweet gun you've seen in a war movie is probably in this game. With any number of scopes or grenade launchers to attach to it, and any number of colors or camouflages to paint it with, the customization is its is just about endless. So you can basically customize your character to look like your favorite action hero or your favorite special operations unit from the real world to rescue this entire country that's being held hostage by a drug lord the the fantasy is real there is a people who are at this point unable to uh, defend themselves or escape from under the thumb of the drug cartel and like it only only an american special forces man can can come and save the day like it's a little it's a little problematic but whatever it's a video game it's fine And, and boy boy is it is it a video game? Because at any point, you can just press the menu button, open up your loadout, and just start tactical shopping and tactical dress-up for, for hours and hours. The, so many... Every, basically, every element, every garment that your character is wearing, you can change with, like, maybe 15 or 20 different things. So there's, like, 20 pairs of pants, right? That each Some of them have knee pads and some of them don't, right? And each one has like 30 or something colors or camouflages to choose from. So you can spend a good half of your game time just getting your character to look awesome. And and once you are looking good and awesome, then you, you know, chat in your buddy and you can do co-op. You can play the whole main campaign or any part of the game with your friends. So you spend all this time like building out your dude to look like a dev grew from Afghanistan, right? And then you get to show it off to your buddy, right? Or you can sort of all take on the same uniform and really act like a tactical team of sweet operators out in the wilderness. And when you have some good people to play up to play with, you can kind of get into that role-playing mode where you're like talking like the dudes in the fucking war movies. And you're dropping lines from Commando or Predator or whatever, and like they're like, get in the chopper, right? The the emergent gameplay experience of this game, it can't help but come out, and that's one of the game's true strengths. So let's talk a little more about the other strengths of this game. Uh, for one, the extreme difficulties are extremely rewarding. It is a true challenge to recon a base with your binoculars and your drones to sneak in and eliminate all the threats and say steal the supply helicopter 
when the second you're caught, you're dead and you have to start the mission over again. Now, I, I understand this criticisms of a of a failure state that that's severe, but when the stakes are so high, the reward is is just great. There's a real sense of accomplishment in overcoming something that difficult. And the pace is slow. It's not like a like a meat boy run where it's really twitchy and fast. It's you can move slowly from step to step, slowly taking out the guys in the sniper towers, the guys that are walking around, and the guys that are like armored and holed up in bunkers, right? And at any point, some like patrolling mob might catch you and then you're just screwed. And you're doing this all without the help of any UI elements, right? You can completely turn off the HUD to have like a real immersive experience. So while in the in the base game, you can mark your targets and see these threat clouds on a mini map and pretty much know where everything is with a little bit of recon with a drone or scouting, the harder difficulties have none of that to help you. And you're relying on just being able to see the dudes on the screen and communicate their positions to your buddies and you will fail and it will and you will fail spectacularly cuz suddenly there's any number of helicopters and trucks full of dudes coming in and you're running into the jungle trying to evade them ultimately to just get caught up and shot down and have to start the mission all over again it's really great and there is so much of the world to explore and so many of these missions to do. So that's another like real strength of this game is that it's huge, right? And repeatable. There's tons of stuff to explore, tons of missions to do, tons of uh, guns and parts to collect. There's places to base jump. There's plenty of helicopters and airplanes to fly back and forth across the map and parachute out of and maybe land in a river and find a jeep and then drive the jeep through the river like into a desert it the the scale is is insane and the whole thing is gorgeous i suppose you do have to like open world games to like this one but this is a really great example of an open world game that will be worth your time if that's a genre that you're really into ubisoft pretty much got it right when they launched this game it launched as a full featured game in in the in the era where so many like games as a service things like exist where you're like oh no it'll it'll get better later the base game has tons and tons of shit to do and on top of that there were regular re- regularly releasing additional content at no charge there are a couple expansions that are paid and there is some paid DLC which we'll talk about later but if you just grab this game on sale it, you're you're looking at 60 hours at least and then if you're someone like me you will spend hundreds of hours in this game the other thing that ubisoft got right with wildlands is that it actually listened to the community and implemented features that the community suggests i know a lot of uh publishers developers whatever will talk about this stuff but then they'll never deliver on it Ubisoft actually did. When the game launched, controlling a helicopter was terrible. 
and then they changed it. When they launched, you didn't have the granular control over the UI elements of the game. Like maybe I want to turn everything off but my crosshairs or whatever. Ubisoft added that feature where you can go in and customize what elements of your UI you want to show up. It's it's crazy. They saw that a lot of people were spending a lot of time in the game, so they added this tier mode where it's kind of like a prestiging or new game plus where you turn on tier mode and as you continue to gain experience points, they're called tier points at that point, the game gets increasingly more difficult. So it's it's like the extreme difficulty and it gets harder and harder and harder. But you're rewarded with the ability to upgrade your weapons, new weapons, new skins, all sorts of stuff. So there's like almost a whole second way to play the game that was added for free after after launch, right? You can play through again in sort of like a new game plus mode. And then they added another even more difficult, more immersive, more realistic mode on top of that. So you have the one that's really difficult. You have the core game that you can make really hard. Then you have the tier mode where it makes it even harder. And then you have ghost mode in which you start a brand new character you play the game from the beginning with nothing, and it's permadeath. So if you die and don't get revived, that character is gone, right? Like, that's, like, the most, like, immersive, like, most realistic way to do, like, a tactical shooter with permadeath. And there are other uh, immersive elements in ghost mode. For one, you can only carry, like, a rifle and a sidearm, right? You get a primary and a secondary. In the base game, you can carry a decked out assault rifle and a huge sniper rifle and a pistol and be capable of taking on basically any threat that comes at you. But in ghost mode, you get cut down to just the two weapons and you have to outfit yourself to deal with threats just with that. So it's even harder. And you can't change your loadout at any time. In the base game, you just pull up the menu and grab any gear you want, even in the middle of a fight. But in ghost mode... You can only change your loadout at ammo boxes on the map. So you have to find one in order to change out your stuff. Ubisoft saw how people were treating this game as more of a simulationist type of game. And they added into it more stuff to do that. They saw what their players were doing and they gave them more of that to do. That's that's incredible. Stuff that was pretty contrary to the game when it originally launched, it was kind of a co-op arcade kind of celebration thing, but they saw people taking it like almost like a role-playing like Milsim type of game and then gave them more of that. And for the solo players who wanted their AI teammates to like maybe look like a squad of Navy SEALs, Ubisoft later added the ability to customize the loadout and look and gear of your AI teammates, which wasn't available at launch. Like, so you could deck out your own dude to look like a cool, whatever, like a Spetsnaz guy, but then your AI teammates just looked, they didn't match you. So they added the feature to match, to customize the look of all your dudes. <laughs> this, 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 is, this, this is the best. So these players, these Bilsim 
players who really love this game were like complaining that they didn't that the characters weren't wearing their plate carriers or their chest rig their tactical vests like in the right position so they added a couple of vests that were that were correct right that were sort of like real world uh plate carriers or chest rigs that were like worn in the in the higher position on the on the chest <laughs> that sort of granularity and like attention to detail is is just wonderful now I mean, all, all that all that great stuff aside um there this game does have some challenges for uh, for one the gameplay can be a bit repetitive and you're kind of doing the same thing just in in a different environment over and over and over again but for a lot of people that's like really rewarding and you can sort of increase the challenge to overcome it but there it is very samey uh, especially if you are like a big fan of like the Far Cry franchise or Just Cause or you know the Mad Max open world game a lot of the gameplay is really similar and kind of samey and that can be either a good or bad thing however you want to think about that Driving around the big open world is a lot of fun, and it's beautiful, but the driving and the flying of the vehicles is still kind of wonky and bad, even even after like the control update for the helicopters and planes. It's still it's still a little like unresponsive and, and, and kind of trash, especially if you're on a keyboard and mouse, the driving does not feel good. And if you're keyboard and mousing, you're probably on a PC, and the PC optimization, as you would expect in an Ubisoft open world game, is terrible. This game looks great and runs perfectly on consoles, but for whatever reason, a a powerful PC still has a hard time getting this game to run well. You have to have a pretty expensive rig to brute force the game into looking good. As it at, on launch, it was really tough to to hit that 60 frames mark without like really dropping the quality. And even then, depending on the environment, it would drop to like 45, which is tough. But it should say something about the gameplay that I was able to put in a couple hundred hours of the game, even with that performance limitation, which is not as egregious as adding loot boxes to the game. Yep, they did it. They added microtransaction random loot boxes to the dang game. And in a game that is about having access to a bunch of real world like sort of guns and equipment to customize your dude with, putting the really awesome ones behind a paywall was just egregious. I, my hope is that every bit these big publishers are slowly learning the lesson about loot boxes that they even if they are like not required right or only have cosmetics in them their mere presence really tarnishes a game and even though ubisoft earned a lot of goodwill by including so many of those community suggestions into the game adding loot boxes still pissed a lot of people off and deservedly so and 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 going forward we'll just have to see if ghost recon breakpoint uh, makes the same mistake that Wildlands did by adding loot boxes to the game. I suspect that something like that will be in there, which will suck. But hopefully the changes that they 
do make that make the game franchise better will be so good that we can ignore the problems that microtransactions cause in these games. And it seems to be looking that way. You know, they the stuff that they showed off in their uh, launch event for Breakpoint looks like it's doing more of what we loved from Wildlands. They've leaned more into that survivally simulationist type of thing, right? So your character can take major injuries that you have to stop at a campsite to heal. There is a whole like campsite setup mechanic where you can eat and drink to like earn temporary buffs. There is like a little bit of resource collecting and scavenging to craft things. Uh, because in Breakpoint, you are sort of caught behind enemy lines and you're not receiving the regular supply like you were in Wildlands. And they, they've, they've even leaned so so far into the into the tactical dress-up mode that you can now blouse your boots, which is just fucking hilarious. These guys are great. I think they, they really understand like where the community took the game and are going to deliver more of that in the next game, Breakpoint, which is actually coming out in October, and I might day one it. Who knows? I'm definitely liking the changes that they made. So you're facing a a high-tech and well-equipped threat this time where in wildlands you're ills kind of like a you know like a ramshackle drug cartel and while they were violent and capable of killing were not as well equipped or well armed as you yeah there was the unidad to deal with which was like the military force that would overpower you very easily most of what you were doing in wildlands was fighting the cartel but it looks like in breakpoint you are going up against like former ghosts right and they have all of the the latest drone tech right so they've got their ipads and gun drones like to chase you down right and and like tracked you know boston dynamics guys with like fucking gatling guns on their backs they're they're making the the military threat like very real in that game on top of the threat of surviving in a wilderness um i think that's going to be like a great change and I think it was a, probably a smart move to set the game on a fictional island so that you don't have to deal with uh, the sort of cultural or maybe political problems that you would have to face if you were to set your game in a real country. I mean, Wildlands was set in Bolivia, and it was occupied by a, a drug cartel from Mexico. Uh, this is like real world stuff to deal with in a video game that's actually really heavy and and has a lot of human misery associated with it i think it was a smart move to maybe not as much as i did like being in bolivia and like experiencing part of that culture it's probably a good idea to just like take your military power fantasy and put it in a fictional place and the island looks gorgeous you know it's supposed to be maybe modeled after something like new zealand so hopefully we'll still get that same uh, it, it, wilderness experience that we got from Wildlands, but just in a like a, in a a brand new place to explore that only kind of references the real world. You know, I'm really looking forward to that. Ubisoft, just you know, give me more of what I loved about Wildlands, and we'll be fine. You'll have my money. I think you already do have my money. You're not listening to this. So takeaways about Ghost Recon Wildlands. 
wonderful simulationist military tactical open world experience that might be a little repetitive and has some performance problems, but ultimately worth your time, especially if you can partner up with some really dope uh, co-op players. That just that elevates the experience, although I think it's great as a solo game as well. So there we go. Our first uh, micro solo episode. Uh, let us know if you like these and we'll probably do more. I know there's some games that Jace would, could go on and on and on about. And there's definitely a few more that I could do the same with. So if you want more of these, let us know on Twitter and Instagram at six button pod spelled out. We'll be back next week with probably another regular episode. So stay subscribed and leave us that uh, rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate it.